Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Howdy, neighbors. It's Vanilla I'm here with the Bird Assassins next door with Cranston, Sonia, William, Otto, still waiting a little bit on you. Dave's going to be joining us. But today we are going to be talking about our favorite summer soundtrack. Um, I don't know how you get through summer without having your um, extended playlist. So before we get started, we're going to talk a little about the weather. We're going to get started. Uh, William, why don't you tell us how the weather is out west? You know, people people die and dream about this kind of weather. It's in the high 70s, maybe, maybe low 80s. It's, uh, it was glorious sunshine all day, not a cloud in the sky, a slight breeze. Oh, man, I'm telling you. It, it's Every day is like this. Now, I think that what has happened is that the people who live here have done a massive marketing campaign for the last 50 years telling everybody that it rains, it's gloomy, it's this, it's that, and there's been nothing here. This is this is even better than San Diego. Wow. wow. I'm one of those people that thought that uh, Seattle is always uh, overcast oh. and rainy, right? Right, right. I didn't... Yeah, but I mean, it seems, seems very nice. I mean, it seems like you're having like sweater weather. November. Who's breathing? Oh, all of us. I'm sorry. <laughs> I forgot. We're all breathing. We're all breathing. Uh, yeah, but yeah, you sound like you're having sweater weather. And I look forward to that. You know, I mean, for us, that'll be probably a few months from now, but I look forward to it. All right. So, Cranston, how is uh, Jacksonville? It is, uh, they lie every day. They uh, promise us thunderstorms to cool things off and they never show up. The temperature has been uh, flirting at 100 all week. Um, if you uh, if you go out, you immediately look for the shade. And it's uh, so warm out that those little annoying things that we call lizards that I've yet to find out what they actually are. They usually run across the sidewalk. You don't even see them. It's too hot for them to come in. Aren't those geckos? Uh, I don't think they're really reptiles. We just call them that. But I don't think. Oh, they're okay. They just they just they run over the place. I know. I am my mom. This is South Florida. I mean, those things we used to not have those big giant lizards when I was growing up. Those mm-hmm. big giant long green things. Yeah. They didn't exist when I was a kid. And now yeah. they're all over the place. They're called Republicans. <laughs> yeah. but they're, they're nasty things. So, yeah. Right, Republicans, like I said. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Reptiles. So, other than that, your 
flirting with 100, um, yeah. how has the weather been? I mean, has it been tolerable? Enough? It's, you know, about weather. But yeah. I mean, I know you're not on the coast, but you're closer to the coast than we are. Do you get any any coolness at all coming, you know? It's been a uh, it's been a mild hurricane season. Uh, they're up to fourth storm, but they've all been uh, fortunately they've all been dying out in the uh, in the Atlantic, and none of them have been called anywhere yet. So you kind of fingers crossed and everything. Well, I hope uh, that's a good thing. Yeah, that's a good thing. Uh, and the thing is, you hear this thunder, you know, and rumbling, and you think, okay, it's going to really come down, and then nothing. No lightning anywhere. Uh, sun is still out and everything. So I think they're, they're just playing with it. That that's weird that you would get thunder with no clouds, no lightning, no you know. I I think I think you guys are experiencing, you know, some weird ass magical thing happening. Yeah, I mean. I Whatever it is, it could be. There's a, there was a thing where they say that there was some kind of experiment the military was doing, and that's why the hurricane seasons have gotten uh, better for a while. But you know, but hey, they can just blame it on supply chain issues. That's what they supply chain. Is the weather the same for you, Sonia? Oh no, 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 no. We've been hot. In the well, for here it's hot because it's 70 in the uh, 90s with very high humidity. Then, usually in the afternoon, it storms for about half an hour, except for last night. Um, it just it downpours for half an hour, trickles down rain for a while, downpours again. So, the winds pick up, make you think that you're going through a tropical storm, and then it's by morning it's gone. But this is the first time that it hasn't rained and it's actually cooled down. Usually when it rains, it only cools like two degrees. Wow. wow. But this is, you know, no rain today and it's now 70 something degrees here. So. Oh, how nice. Well, Otto, you get to talk about your weather. Yeah, so do people in hell get weather reports? I, I I think they do because that way it tortures them. Yeah, and they lie. They probably lie to them and tell them that it's it's like the weather in Seattle, but it's actually hell. It's yeah, a hellscape. It's a hellscape. So basically, hellscape. This is hell. Back to you, Penelope. <laughs> more hot, hot, and more hot. All yeah, right. That's all. No rain. No nothing. No no clouds. No break is hot as it's just hell. hot. All right. Yeah. Yeah, okay. It. Sounds wonderful. Now yeah, I know. Great to be alive. Well I mean that sincerely. Yeah, I mean no, that, no, sincerely, sincerely yeah, because we're surviving. Great to be alive. Great to be alive. I, could be dead and, I could be dead and hot. That's not yep. yeah. So of those of us who are here well, wait, 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 wait. One point of point of interest. Mm -hmm. Um if you were dead and hot, you would be about 52 degrees. No, 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 no. See, I, I would have a hot body, but I would be dead. So. Oh, okay, because once you get buried, 
you get you get the ground temperature. Ooh. No, see, <clears throat> I'm not going to be buried. I'm going to be encased in glass. See, William, you all, you're all confused. Ooh, now that makes sense because then they'll be using you to frighten children. That's good. That is great thinking, man. No, no, I'm a model. I'll be a model for people <laughs> like you to look out to work out and do and get your body in the kind of condition that my dead body is in. Right? Oh right. no! If I if yeah. I worked out. If I worked out for the rest of my life, I would never be as good looking as you. Never. Oh, thank you for that. You're too ah. kind. All right, it's a mutual admiration society. Let's go. Let's go with our. I want to talk about summer music because for the summer, the music was always a big deal for us. I mean, how many of us went through like childhood, you know, and just remember, you know, the songs of the summer that you know take us back i mean you listen to something that just takes you back to when you're you know second grade fifth grade high school and may. uh yeah just may i mean when you head to the beach family reunions all these things i mean even if you don't have a television that you know summer was always filled with music now i posted a few things that you know i remember that were related to um music from my you know growing up but you know date myself with uh like um hot fun in the summertime that's that's the quintessential summer song it is i love that song it reminds me of my childhood um the uh i mean i I guess when i was much younger i gotta say stuff like uh even like the fifth dimension up up and away always reminded me of summer and my childhood and stone so stone so picnic Clear down to the Stone Soul picnic. That reminded me of my childhood um, growing up when I was a, a little girl. I remember my mom explaining what that meant when I was a kid. What does it mean? Well, she was saying that, you know, when they said that the red, yellow, honey, sassafras, and moonshine, that those, I think, were um, drugs during the period. They were, um, you know, mind And drink, drink and drugs, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so those are the things that they had. If your conservative mother told you. Your conservative hmm? mother told you. Your conservative yes. mother told you that. Yes, my very conservative mother told me that. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, th- that reminds me, you know, of summer. Um, of course, oh, there's a whole lot of stuff in the Jackson Five discography that reminds me of summer, as I'm sure the same goes for the rest of you. Well, the whole uh, Motown catalog. Yeah, a lot of it, a lot of it. Some of them just I associate with summer, you know? Yeah. I mean, how about you, William? What is your summer? Well, I mean, uh, the, the, being a DJ, what are the things that you would spend in during the summer? Oh, man. You know, it, that was when a lot of groups broke. Well, let, let's go to when I was heaviest as a DJ, and that was during the the upswing into the disco era and the early disco era not the the schlocky crappy yeah yeah so i mean that all of that was so good but you know when you talk motown when you talk you know the the r&b of the 60s and the 70s it mm-hmm. just doesn't get much better than that for me and um what what's so disappointing is you know i walk into a 
a, a Walmart or Kmart or, you know, some kind of store like that. And they're using a song from that era as Muzak. I know. And oh, it's my like WTF, you know? Yeah. You hear the songs that, you know, especially the ones that when our day that the adults would say, oh, my gosh, it's so inappropriate. And they're playing it in the grocery store, right? Yeah. And, and like you said, you know, the, 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 the group that had so many hits um, that are that are, you know, used like that is the fifth dimension. You know, because all I mean, it's just they've got a ton of easily singable and, you know, hits that that stoke the memories of people who are 45 and up, you know, the people who are the 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 big ticket consumers. And that's that's how they they want it. it, And they they proved playing that over the intercom keeps people in the stores longer. Mm-hmm. Yep, I can believe it. I know this is one store uh, that used to play, I mean, basically everything that probably would be played in a club when I was out doing the clubs in my 20s. And it's at a grocery store. It was, um, oh my gosh, what is it? What, Minyard. It's a Minyard. And they played, I mean, this thing was like everything, every club song, <laughs> they played in the grocery store. So I was wondering, who is it that did this music? It was great. Yeah. And definitely kept me in the store longer. So yeah, that was some good stuff. And I know that um, uh, Cranston, I know you have a, a discography, don't you, of your favorite tunes for the summer? Yeah, well, a weird thing that happened. I was uh, this week. I was in uh, having lunch with a friend in a uh, in a sports bar, and the sports bar is like total uh, sensory overload because they've got these big screens all over the wall showing five different things, and you're trying to figure out what game is that. It's not football season. This is the old day thing where they show games from last season and that kind of stuff and all of that. And to compete with all of that, they've got this uh, music playing in the background that you have to kind of talk loudly to be heard over. And so we've been talking for a while. And all of a sudden, I just said, I said, we didn't listen to this stuff growing up, but you know, everything is coming on. It was all of this 80s music coming up. Oh, yeah. 80s white MTV music. Occasionally they throw uh, black artists in there and stuff. But the thing is, you know every one of these songs when it came up the whole time, you know? So um, you find out that you just pick up all this stuff, I guess, from other places, osmosis or oversaturation or uh, movies that they use it as the background or something like that. But uh, the thing that happens is a lot of the stuff is you realize that when you were growing up, you were listening through it through like a, a two-inch transistor radio most of the time. A little tiny speaker, yeah. Yeah. And now that you can get, you know, you have better speakers uh, speakers than that on your computer or whatever, you begin to realize, you know, these people were really good musicians back then. No joke. Stuff going on than we heard. We had a a rental car. Well, not rental car. It's like we had to put our car in the shop. And so they gave us this uh, candy apple red 
Mercedes-Benz sedan to drive for the week because our car was in the shop. And how many times did you get pulled over in there? None, because they figure if you can afford to drive a candy apple red Mercedes-Benz, they probably don't want to mess with you. So, <laughs> so we're driving around in a sedan, and you know we're listening to uh, Seals and Cross. And uh, what was it? Um, What's it? Butterfly the song. I can't remember what it is, but they start playing this music, and we're like, "Holy moly! What are all, all these instruments used in the song?" Yeah. Oh yeah, right. So I was like, "What the heck?" Because you know, again, like you said, all those transistor radios and stuff is the um, coming through our you know regular cars. You know, having regular car, you know, stereo. I mean, not with all the, you know, subwoofers and tweeters and all the, you no know, bows and what is that? Um, what was the one that Alpine and all those things that had in the cars? Uh, uh, no, there was none of that. And so we were shocked. I mean, all this music going on, the music that we already know in our entire lives without knowing mm -hmm. that there's all this other music going on in the music. Yeah. So, I mean, and they would, which is to say that the songs were still slamming. But can you imagine how much more so, like we're seeing, William, like even much more so when yep. you hear a system that was meant to play everything that they put into it. Fantastic. Yeah, I, you know, and then I, you know, when I started getting better and better and better audio systems at home you know i discovered really how much effort you know you would not think you, you know like sly and the family stone sounded almost completely different mm -hmm. because you get all the instrumental yep and all the on the voices too yep when you're on a good system than on you know the systems that we you know can afford but sure. I wonder, like, they're in the uh, studio and they're recording and they're playing it back. They hear everything the way it's supposed to sound. And we get like, you know, <laughs> like four you know, like, sound, you know? You know, it's like eating food off the ground as opposed to eating food off a plate. There's a difference. Yeah. It tastes different. It's a yeah. different point of view. I mean, yeah. I didn't know they were clapping. People were clapping. There's a, I mean, Seals and Cross, they had like, you know, some of their songs, they just, I guess, throw down the instruments and start clapping their hands. It's like, I didn't hear that before. Yeah. Where the hell did that come from? It's hand clapping? Who the heck knew? Yeah, they're clapping, hand clapping. <laughs> it was great. I mean, it, it was just really wonderful when you get to hear it, all these, all these songs, this music, you know, and the way that they actually intended for it to be heard. But even, you know, as little, you know, as, as we had, my gosh, some of this stuff was phenomenal. Um, I was thinking like, uh, what is it, Summer Breeze, of course, another quintessential summer song. Oh, Summer Breeze. Yeah, done by Seals Cross, also done by- You know by what, you know what I found out about this? Mm -hmm. I mean, Summer Breeze came out when we were kids, right? Summer uh -huh. Breeze, Seals Cross version. I don't know when the Isley Brothers version came out, but, you know- About I seven, eight years later. Okay, so, the, the Susan Cross version came out when we were kids. It came out then. But what I read, and somebody tell me if it's true or not, that a lot of radio stations would not play it because of Seals and Crops' religion. 
Were they a Baha'i fan? Did anybody hear anything about I don't know, because see, where I was from, they played it. In South Florida, on Y100, they played it. Um, on the R&B station, they also played it. So if they had an issue with it, there's other places, but I know where we were from, we heard it all the time. It was, it was on heavy rotation. The song is Hummingbird, not Butterfly, Hummingbird. That song is fantastic. I think you guys lost me, but they were seen as anti-Christian or something? I don't know what was going on. No, I was because I think they're Baha'i faith. And I don't know whether they think that that is anti-Christian. It's not a Christian religion, I don't think. But um, we didn't have any trouble. I don't know if anybody can hear me, but we didn't have any issues with it. Anybody else? Yeah, well, being in the South, you know, it, it was all devil's music anyway. So, you know, they didn't really care. And the uh, DJs were not that connected or bright. So, you know. Yeah. Well, it's it, but usually it's not the DJs. Usually it's the 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 station owner you know because some blue hair came up to them in the store and said how come you play this devil song on your station you know that's and then and then you know the the station managers have to bow to that mm -hmm. um and and sometimes you know you get rebellious djs who go ahead and play it anyway and get in trouble blah 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 mm -hmm. But yeah, it's usually the administration that goes in and puts the kibosh on stuff like that. Wow, wow. Yeah, so that was a thing. But, but Summer Breeze was, to me, like a, one of the quintessential songs that played yeah. throughout New York City during the summertime. It just it was all, on all the stations. You could hear it in people's houses. You know? We had them at... Uh, it used to be called Summerfest, and then, but I guess Milwaukee sued Chicago. But at our our summer thing, Seals and Cross came and played, and man, you you couldn't get in that park. You just couldn't get in the park. There were people like lined up in their cars in the driveway, you know, Lakeshore Drive, um, in the parking lot, and everything, just just to try to hear them. Wow. It was it's great, something. so relaxing. It's yeah. Like, it gave off such a, such a summer vibe. Yeah, yeah. You know? And speaking of which, what is that song that they do in New York for the fresh air kind of fun? What is that? Oh, <laughs> hot, hot time, summer in the city. Yeah, that one, that song, <laughs> yeah. I could remember and say, I know that Fresh Air Fun song yeah. in New York. People, people don't know the Fresh Air Fun. The Fresh Air Fun was a, I guess, a, a, a program for so-called inner city kids during the summer, where they take you out to places like, you know, the farms and stuff like that. My mother would never let me go to some place like that, but a lot of kids did go, and apparently they had fun. I never heard any bad thing about it, but. The, the song that they use, you know, they try to get people to donate to their charity, but hot child and somewhere in the city. Yeah. Don't, don't you think your kids get sick of concrete and steel? Don't they need a break? Yeah, yeah. yeah sit into a farm. See, I remember that because we would go up to New York to visit our relatives in the summer, and you would see that the Fresh Air Fun commercial, and hear the Fresh yeah. Air, that's, and anytime I hear that song, I always um, identify 
with the fresh air, identify with the fresh air fire. Yeah, I haven't thought of that song in years. Yeah, that's a summer song. That, that is a summer song. Yeah, and come a, on, song it with summer, summer song. Summer purpose. You know the other song that I think of in the summer? What? This is for all the homies in D.C. is uh, Cool in the Gang. Is it Cool in the Gang? Rock Creek Park? Oh, yeah. Do it in the park. Do it at the dark. Oh, yeah. Rock Creek Park. Yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah. Everybody yeah. heard that song? I do. I know it. I remember it. How about you, Sonia? What's your summer song? What's your playlist? Well, see, my summer stuff, I wasn't consciously aware of it when I was growing up in New York because I was the good little Seventh-day Adventist girl who didn't listen to devil music. But the song that became our summer song, because we would go, when my mom and I moved down here and started going to science fiction conventions, mm -hmm. became Funky Cole Medina, because one time when we were coming home from a convention, somebody either got locked out of the booth or they just they were having some kind of contest we could never find out but there was one station for like an hour that played nothing but funky cold medina oh my goodness yeah we said that reminds me of the other summer song i don't know if it's summer or at the end of the beginning of school year remember the song double dutch bus yeah okay. get your double dutch bus yeah. So that was one, right? That was the most one of the most irritating songs. It was indeed, but still, you know, one of those songs that I associate with. You know, summer. songs like that, songs like that, led to people doing their own mixtape. That's what that's what led to. And <laughs> hideousness. Yeah. Yeah, I can believe. I can believe, man. Your I brother, that, your daughter, and your sister, too. And yeah, something yeah. else, and something else, and something else to yeah. do. How about uh, the things like anything, Now Rogers, and uh, Donna Summer, and Sister Sledge? Oh, you know what? Mm -hmm. Sister Sledge, the song, the one song that I think that I got wrong, it's like, I wonder why he's the greatest dancer. I wonder why it made sense to me. I wonder why they say, "Oh, what a wow!" And I said, "What the heck is that supposed to mean?" Well, you know what? what I wow. wonder why. I wonder why it doesn't make any sense either. You know? I wonder. Yeah, because I wonder why he's a well because he just is. He practices a lot, I guess. So yeah. yeah. I wonder why he's the greatest dancer. I wonder why. A, a wow. That's a what? Cool. A wow. A, a wow sounds kind of cool. And to me, it's like I, I would not even think that that's what somebody was saying because those are not words that I think should be strung together at all in any kind of sense. Now see, I thought they were scatting. Was it? He's the greatest <laughs> dancer. You were wrong. You were wrong. But, Sonia, let me ask you this. When did you find out that they were saying a oh, wow? About Am I back? Ago? Am I back? Yeah. No. <laughs> yes, you're back. You were gone. I was. I was. Well, I, I was asking, what's that song by Ray Parker Jr.? Which one? Uh, Jack and Jill. Uh, the Jack. Ghostbusters song. Uh, Jill. Uh, what's the other one he does? Uh, 
uh, uh, I'm in love with an ugly woman. I thought it was in love with no, an, no, with no, another woman. Another woman. Another woman. Another woman. Another woman. Another woman. I don't remember. I, it, it, it's it's not it's not those guys, but but like look look how much money he made off the Ghostbusters saw. Yes, dude. Oh my God! Because Huey Lewis in the news said that it was I, I want a new drug. Yes. So yeah, he gets sued for that. For the pay. But he still made money. He just had to pay. Right. He had, to write a, he had to write a check. Yep, yep. Something big. Something the mob of zeros. Yep, there you go. A lot of check. Yeah. Yep, there you go. And then, and then Ghostbusters got sued. Did he get sued by the clan? By Harvey Comics. Harvey oh. Comics, I think. Harvey Comics. Yeah. The clan had the nerve. Did the clan have the nerve to try to sue? I don't know if they did or not. I know Harvey I Comics. Think they did. I think they did. I mean, that may be an urban legend, but I think they had the actual nerve to bring a suit in a court of law. A terrorist organization. They may have. Yeah, but they hey, we're a terrorist organization, but we have standards. Yeah, they're right. <laughs> no, they right. made money and we want to cut. We want our cut. But the stupidity of it is, I know we're getting off track, but the stupidity of it is that the fact that they sued, they had to give away their corporate headquarters which was then used to drive them to bankruptcy because of the, I think the killing in, in, in the Pacific Northwest, I forgot who it was, mm -hmm. but um, they were sued and all that, all the assets were seized by the Southern law, Southern poverty law center. Mm -hmm. So that's what you get for soil. Yeah. They got the good for kale sheets and everything. <laughs> yeah, there you go. 400 thread count. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> With only but the yeah, best I, to hate. Hmm? I said, with only, with only the best to hate. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Okay, now. now but what, when did Kung Fu Fighting come out? Oh my Kung gosh! Yeah, that was the thing. Man, that's, that's old as hell. Yeah, but that's that's the one I was thinking of. Yeah. Yeah, Carl Carlton. That's Carl Carl Douglas. Carl Douglas. Carl Douglas. Kung Fu Fighting. But you know, pretending they were Bruce Lee. But you know, it was a little bit frightening. But they did it with expert timing. And hands fast as lightning. That's right. That's the other thing about. That's the other thing about all of those songs is, as you get an adult and you listen to them again, in addition to picking up the things in the music, you ask about the lyrics, you kind of wonder what was going on there. Yeah, yeah. But you know what? Because as a kid, very clever. as a kid, you know, as a kid, you don't care about the lyrics. Yeah, you're just dancing. Yeah, there are TikTok memes now that people listen to the songs of their youth and realize that they didn't make sense or they were overtly sexual. Yeah. There's uh, also what happens is you have songs that for some reason, and I thought I was the only one doing it, so I didn't want to say anything because that's like when the voices in your head uh, start talking and you don't want to admit that, but then you feel other people do the same thing, that a song would just pop into your head from way back when for no apparent reason, mm -hmm. yeah. and you look it up. And for some reason, I was thinking about, you know, if you follow the uh, 
all the temptations who became ex temptations and went out um, um, solo and have thought about this song uh, don't uh, don't ask any further. Don't look any further. Don't look any further. Yeah. And so I said, okay. So I look up and found a. Uh, there's a YouTube video with a uh, uh, of them from a Soul Train with them performing the song. And I did not know that the female uh, singer on the song was Sadia Garrett. You know, I just found that out after all of these years. But if you look at the vid the performance they did on there, it gets a little bit too touchy and everything for that. And he said, yeah. okay. And they broadcast this, but you know. Well, I gotta check that out. I didn't see Dennis Edwards sang that song. Yeah. He was the lead singer for the Contagion, yeah. right? And I, I think don't, I don't was, remember I, I think remember it, getting feely touchy. I don't want to watch that. Right. I think his performance on was Soul Train. Yeah. And I think it was his only post uh post temptation hit. He did that, but if you do that, you don't need to do anything else. No so. joke. That song was a mega hit. You know, oh, you know, another summer one is a Fly Robin Fly. Remember that? Being played oh, on? yeah. I got so sick of that. I can imagine, man. That is, I mean, oh, my God. The beat is just kind of, it gets a little monotonous after a little while, man. But they played it to death. Yeah, oh, come on, you guys. Fly Robin Fly, up, up in the yeah, sky. Yeah, up, up to the sky, yeah. Come on. Which, if you think about it, if you're a robin and you fly, that kind of limits your options to go anywhere else, you know. Yeah, up to the sky. No, it doesn't. What else you going to do? Walk on the swim, robin, swim. Yeah. Yeah. Take the, take the subway? Yeah, take the subway why not? Fly, why not? you're a bird. How the hell would you do anything else? Yeah, but that it's song was a mega hit. Now, I wonder, yeah, oh my God, what is the other one that was so awful that I hated so much growing up? Talk about ones that were like, a little bit too sexually charged. Was uh, Pillow Talk. Oh, oh yeah. Sylvia. So, yeah. uh, so why did you have this on? You hear, listen, you won't hear that in the grocery store. No, you will not. You will, but you, you'll hear the instrumental version. Yeah, yeah, not all that nonsense, man. I, I, I just did that. And also, I was a little, I mean, a little, I was, you know, I quirked the brown with um, the long version of uh, Donna Summer's Love to Love You, Baby, too. I yeah. that was so much. Oh, man, I love that song. That was a little I much. remember the, uh, let me tell you why, because I remember in the New York, uh, in New York City, the record, the record uh, shops used mm -hmm. to play that song, the long version, on their uh -huh. loudspeaker, on the loudspeaker. So you heard it throughout the whole neighborhood. Wow. It was good. I thought it was great. I thought she did a great job. Yeah, but it's like it's a little much, man. Yeah, I, I mean, you know, I never had a woman make that noise and I was, you know, with her, so. Oh, I am so sorry, man. I am so, so sorry. It's got to be made up, right? Oh, uh, yeah, that must be something. That must be uh, it. But what's the other ones that were like that? Okay, I love Midnight After the Oasis. I always like that song. That was kind of sexy. What's her name? Moldauer. Yeah. Dana Moldauer. I mean, I thought it was always like that. And then on that same note, what's the one? Jones Girls, Night So Regent. Those are good, like uh, those summer kind of songs. Yeah. 
Like, yeah, um, another one that was absolutely made for summer was the chorus. The other one by Cool and the Gang, Summer Madness. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. That definitely is a 100% summer song, Summer Madness. But no, no singing. It's all instrumental. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but I loved it. I loved it. It's a good instrumental piece. It's on my, it's actually it's on my playlist now. Along with uh, Sun Goddess by Ramsey Clark. Yes. Yeah. Ramsey Lewis. Ramsey Lewis. Ramsey Lewis. Lewis. Ramsey Lewis. Yeah. Ramsey Clark is the attorney who was in the Kennedy. Okay. Sorry. And um. Well, how about the in crowd? Ramsey Lewis's in crowd. I don't remember that. Oh, 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 it was a live performance. Oh, maybe it was a Chicago thing. It may have been. I don't know it. But I'm going to go. In crowd. And so, see, if you don't know it, that means you were not part of the in crowd. Not part of the in there crowd. you go. There you go. I was the out crowd. I don't know. Something like that. Hey, what's going on, Nelson? You're not. How'd it go? Crowd. Somebody home it. Maybe I know it. I don't know it. I would hope it, but I don't know it. I don't think. But then I have the problem of knowing songs but not knowing the name of them. So that always happens as well. You may say, "Oh, that song." I didn't know the name of it. I just knew the tune. How did you? How did you buy records, man? We're just going in and then. I want to. I want to put. I want to buy whatever is playing right now. No, 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 no. I was poor. I did not buy records. I want to them recorded them off of the radio and not buy them. Now I would buy stuff. For instance, I didn't buy things for myself. I would buy things for other people. Like I know someone after their birthday, they liked a certain um, artist, and I would go buy for them. But I never bought anything for myself. The first. So uh, you would buy this for the artist, but you would know whether. It's the right album or not, right? I mean, they would tell me, you know, whatever the song it is or whatever. I mean, I remember one year when my sister was a real big uh, uh, Earth, Wind, and Fire. So I just went to the record store and I just bought everything they had. Give me everything you got. Earth, Wind, yeah. and Fire. Really. That's what I did. I bought every Earth, Wind, and Fire album they had. How much did that cost? I don't know. I just bought yeah, everything. How many albums? How many albums were there? I think it's about four or five. And also in those days, you had actual record stores and had actual record right. people who you could hum badly, whatever it was, and they, could and they would know what it was. Yeah. I know the first thing I ever bought myself at a record store, it was a 45, I think, and it was um, Lowdown, Boscads. First thing I ever bought for myself. For me, it was Rock Me by, uh, damn, I can't think of the group. Michael Jackson? No, 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 no. White, white group. Hmm. I'll think of it. Yeah, you'll think of it. Okay, Sonia, what's your first, what first, um, purchase for music that you did for yourself? Michael Jackson, ABC. Hmm. Damn. How old were you? Yeah, old school. Like two? Yeah. Wow. When you get your Christmas money and you point out what you want, 
And okay. I wanted anything Michael Jackson, so that's what my Christmas okay. money bought. Oh, that was cute. That's cute. Maybe too. All right. Because we had just, yeah, we went to the concert and all of that stuff, and I was a huge Jackson fan. Was, that was the only. That was the only devil quote. The devil music that was allowed in the house because he wasn't uh, really a devil. Uh, he was a little boy. He was a cute little black yeah, boy. Yeah, he was a cute little baby yeah. boy. Well, yeah. 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 So, so why yeah. wasn't he a devil? Why wasn't he a devil? Because he was a cute. He was a cute little boy who did what his mama and his papa told him to do. So he was a role model for us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even though he was a Jehovah Witness and we were Seventh Day Adventists. So that worked out well. Though. That yeah. worked out. Michael Jackson. Who did the Who did the song? Mama told me not to come. Oh, Three Dog Night. That's right. Yeah. Mama told me not to come. Oh, my other song was um, uh, Joy to the World. The Jeremiah was a bullfrog. Uh-huh. I used to run around the house singing that all the time, nonstop. Is that Three Dog Night? Yeah. yeah. Three Dog Night. See, but like Penelope, I wouldn't know the name of the artist. I would just start singing the song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And to the point where the radio the um, record store gave me their old catalog. Oh, and then when they say, when you hear the name of an artist, just highlight them in the old catalog and then bring back the book and we'll see if we can order it for you. I used to have a lot of um, British releases because of that. That's kind. That's really kind. Yes, I was going to ask you, Chris, what was yours, your first purchase? I really cannot remember. I I can't remember what was the first vinyl record I got. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But what I can remember is uh, I can, but I can remember, and I, I can remember who they were. But I can't because rem- I got them both at the same time, and I don't remember. But I don't remember which one I actually picked up first. So I just like kind of flipped the coin, and it was the first time I had heard a uh, a record that I had as a record played on a uh, on a CD, and it might have been it was on some really good speakers or something, but it sounded completely different. And after that, I only had two, I could only afford two CDs, but I stopped playing all the records that I had at that time. And at that time, I had about 600 albums. Wow. Um, wow. I had yeah. stored them, I had stored them, um, you know, perfectly upright in the sleeves and all that kind of stuff. I had the dishwasher to make sure there was no dust and I handle them on the side with no fingerprints. And after I played them again, I could hear every tick, pop, hit, whatever <laughs> on them. And so I remember the first two CDs I bought was, it was uh, December by George Winston. And, um, um, and it's up here on the wall and stuff. And Wine Light by Grover Washington, Jr. Oh, wow. So I arbitrarily flipped a mental coin and I declared um, Wine Light as the first uh, CD that I ever bought. All right, cool. See, I mean, I I think the uh, best songs like that, I mean, there are new songs that come out, you know, all the time. But my summer playlists and stuff always tend toward nostalgia. Mm -hmm. Do do yours have, do you have like a lot of new stuff on yours or is it? Uh, you know, you all lean to nostalgia for some new stuff mixed in with the nostalgic stuff. It's a lot of the nostalgic stuff because you can re- 
there are some things you can remember. Um, uh, you can you can associate it with the season. I remembered I was a big Isaac Hayes fan, but still am. And uh, I remembered his two big continues that had that. And at that time, it seemed an incredible version of the Book of Love. And I can remember that I'll always associate that with like winter. And it was kind of there and stuff like that. So there's a lot of stuff like that you listen at and kind of remembers where you were or what was going on or something like that, you know. So, yeah, I'm with you. I'm also a big Isaac Hayes fan mm -hmm. from my childhood. I remember also having to listen to Jerry Butler. As yeah. I was like, not that we chose that, but that was what we the ice, man. I know, but I'm just saying it was playing when we were children. You know, we didn't get to choose. We know what was put into the eight track player, you know, so we just had to listen. <laughs> uh, the eight, yeah, we had an eight track in our car. Well, back back in the day, uh, and then you don't, I guess it was a cheap publicity thing, but I remembered that um, everybody would do these uh, like specialty seasonal recordings. And my father, who was a, uh, jazz fan and uh, really like Nat Teen Cole, so we listened to a lot of that, but you would get these uh, things which were like compilations of show tunes mm -hmm. from like Firestone, and so you'd end up playing that, so we heard a lot of uh, Broadway stuff that you didn't know. What did that connect to? Where did that come from? Huh. So, uh, Robert Goulet. Robert Goulet. Yeah. And that's you associate with the summertime? Uh, no, uh, it was whenever you could sneak it in in the summertime. Actually, what I associated with was when your parents left the house and you knew where they stashed all the stuff that you weren't supposed to know about. So that's when I learned all those uh, party records. I uh, had a McDaniel and uh, Mom's Maybelline and Mom's Maybelline, yeah, Blowfly and early, um, early Red Fox and stuff, you know. So yeah. that was the summer soundtrack and stuff, you know, yeah. I remember in our house we had one record, I believe it was Otis Redding's, and the vinyl was red. Mm, yeah. Have you ever seen that album, Dad? The, the, the album is the, it's red. I, I mean, I always remember that all my life, that, that album, that red album. But the vinyl was actually red. There were a couple of albums I remember like that. It was red, especially during the disco era. A couple mm -hmm. of red albums. I think either it was Atlantic. I'm not sure who it was that was doing red albums or red vinyl. But I think I remember Evelyn Champagne King mm -hmm. having a red having a red vinyl. But it was special. I mean, yeah, I don't have any of those things left. Yeah. No. No. Yeah, but I just gotta admit that my um. Yeah, my I have some stuff like my my daughter. Uh, was into like a lot of K-pop, so a lot of K-pop also makes it onto my my summer list because a lot of it, of course, is nostalgia, you know, dealing with my kids, you know, and songs that they like. And there are some that they listen to. That I could not tell you again the name of them, but a lot of the Japanese composers and stuff that they have that remind me of my kids, and you know, they were going on vacations and stuff that I um, have on have on. And the other thing that happens that replicates itself is you realize that back in the 60s and 70s that both you and your parents were listening to the same music and you a never heard yeah. that noise down when it came in and everything. So a, a lot of it, but but understand, 
um, we're, we're celebrating, or some people are celebrating the 50th anniversary of hip hop. Yeah. So, you know, I think hip hop is younger than that. I think it's like more like 48, 47 years old. But um, parents, they weren't listening to hip hop. Yeah. And they, they, didn't under, they didn't understand what that was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that, that's where your parents drew the line. Yeah, they didn't under, they didn't get Parliament Funkadelic. They weren't listening to that. They were listening to uh, as Penelope knows this. They were listening to like Betty Wright. Yeah. The, uh, yeah, they listened to the Whisper song. Yeah, whispers yeah. And, uh, the Whispers came out with like a disco. Teddy Pendergrass. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Exactly. James Brown. All. Yeah, they listened to Teddy Pendergrass and stuff like that. And like in my mind, I'm saying, turn that shit off. <laughs> you know, damn thing Teddy hey. Pendergrass is doing to me. You can't mix no Teddy Pendergrass or nothing. You know what? These people, you never know. They got talent. They'll figure yeah. out a way. They'll figure out a way. I guess. I guess. Turn them off. Yeah, yeah. That oh, yeah. Turn them off. My mother loved Teddy Pendergrass. And you know what? And the thing is, is that is me is more in that age during summertime is more us teenagers tolerating what our parents listen to than the other way around yeah you know I, because they basically gave up on the, on the stereo right they couldn't keep up yeah they had to work and stuff it was on the radio and it's hippity oh, hop, man. Hippity hop <laughs> OJ's man, that's the thing too. Boy, they listen to them OJ's. Oh man, Chip Ahoy. Yes, there was a lot of that going on. That mm-hmm. that album, Money, 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 Money. That's yeah. a summer song. There's always about somebody either backstabbing someone or taking someone's husband or wife or some yeah, drama they did like that. Yeah, that a lot. Yeah, that, that was happening. That, that was going down. That was going down. I didn't want to hear about none of that crap. Well, yeah, I want to hear about I want to hear about Parliament Funkadella. I'm gonna go to another planet. Yeah. But those songs were were resonant because they're the kind of songs like you play backstampers and all of a sudden gossip would come out and stuff because remember about something that was going on and you try to tune it out or whatever. But you know what they do. Yeah. Smiling face. But you know what? Of course, you cannot forget about Stevie Wonder. You know. Oh, hotter than the Fourth of July. Yeah, that's right. You know, Stevie Wonder's that that uh, song, "The Key of Life," was a a good summer album. You know. Yeah, the terrible thing about that was when you got it the first time and you played it because it was so different, and you say, "Well, it's only I think I think if it's magic, I immediately like and stuff." So that's the one. So that's where it's at. And then uh, do I do? Okay, yeah, that's worth it. Then you play it again, and you pick up two or three more songs. Yeah, yeah. that and stuff. You know, you might go well buy the whole damn album. Yeah, and after that, it. yeah. And then the amazing thing is, you find out when they release it on CD, those two albums and that little forty-five they put in there, all yeah, on one CD. Yeah, and that yeah, amazing. That's a, that's a grand slam by Stevie. Yes, that's yeah, that's a great album. That's all there is to it. But you know, the summer. And we talk about hip hop reaching its 50th year, you know, songs that were mixing disco with with uh, some of the hip hop uh, theme stuff. 
because homeboys weren't allowed in the in the clubs back then. So we had our parties in the streets in the schoolyard, and songs like "Freak Out," you know, she yeah, that's that thing, yeah, yeah, um, just putting it down, yeah, push, push in the bush, remember that? Oh my God, yeah. <laughs> Oh my goodness, yeah. Those are those summer songs. And of course, Shame by Evelyn Champagne King. Yes, yeah. yes. Yep. And so all those songs got mixed. And of course, when when it was time to shut down, when the parents got, got tired of all that noise coming from the schoolyard around one or two o'clock in the morning, it was always Donna Summer's last Last Dance, yeah. And all the clubs, everyone played Last Dance. They played in the schoolyard too. Yeah, that's the thing. That's, that's everywhere. But tell me, do you think that uh, with hip hop being like half a century old, that it has evolved to the point that all of these people who were like bad boys back when it started are now so mainstream? You've got like Snoop Dogg as a cor corporate spokesman just about everything and yeah these other guys have you know just uh you know that you know them there's a group of people that know them more. you know ice tea and ll Cool more for them being on tv shows than you do for their musical career right right they use that as a jumping board you know jumping off point and now yeah i think the people that, that really started it in the street they got really nothing for it yeah. And then the, the people who are more acceptable, they're more mainstream, they came out, you know, looking like tough guys, but they didn't really come from a tough background. They were more acceptable. Like, you know, people like Ice Cube, you know, come try to say that he can't he's, he comes from a hard background, but it's, it's I think his father was a mailman, his mother was a teacher. I mean nothing wrong with that, but it's just don't 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 give the uh you know, impression that you have to be shot at by the right people in order to be legitimate. You know, Tupac Shakur, you know, went to Juilliard mm -hmm. and uh, the the city's, um, the, the high school of the uh, performing arts, which became famous in the movie Fame and the television show Fame. He went there. In order to get to that school, you had to audition. So it's not like he came in and said, listen, listen, MFers, I'm getting into schools. You know, it's, so well, you know, the impression of hip hop is not the reality of hip hop. Well, that was one of the crazy small things was he had attended school with, uh, of course, Jada Pinkett Smith. And at one time um, when Will was being extremely jealous and possessive of their friendship, that um, she had to say, well, you know, don't hurt Will and everything. And he had to say, I'm not like that. I'm not, I never thought about that. I'm not, I'm not going to do that, you know? No, no, he's not, it wasn't like that at all. He's a performer. And, and the thing is, the surprising thing about him, a pretty good actor. Yeah, he's quite an excellent actor. Yeah, I saw him in several movies, you know, uh, and I talk about the one he did with Jan Janet Jackson. Is that called Poetic Justice? Or something? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that was, to me, that's a throwaway. But the, the other films that he was in, he was excellent. Like the one was in Tim and the other one that he was in with Jim Belushi. He's excellent. Yeah, he's excellent. He's an excellent actor. And he was trained to act. I had cars driving up and down. The, the I'm sorry. I need you. 
I need you guys to buy me a car. I so I don't have to walk. You're gonna drive you're gonna just grab a car right there? You're gonna hijack a car? That's no. That's what Jason all talking about. Although as light skinned as I am, I could probably get away with it. <laughs> William, you were a DJ, right? Yes. Did you do any of the the hip-hop stuff, the mixing and all that stuff? Oh, yeah. So yeah. What were, you, what were you playing during the summertime? Oh, well, I went 60s to late 70s. Mm -hmm. I didn't get into the early 80s until I went on the radio. I didn't play any of the 80s in the clubs. They had a white club in, uh, in Green Bay, and then there was a club I had, and I, I was very proud of the fact that my crowd was standing room only every night, including Tuesdays, and I would go, I would tell the people who are with me at my club on my day off, come on, let's go over to the other club. And we go over there and it wouldn't be full, but the DJ there was very appreciative that I would bring in 20, 30 people. Hmm. Okay. So what was your playlist? Oh man, I, I can't remember all those songs. Like a typical July you know, night, the 1979, 1980, what, was, what, was, what would you be playing? Okay, do we get to play Cool of the Gang at all? Yes. That was Cool of the Gang back then. That was Cool of the Gang, and what's the other one? Ohio Players. That's yes. Still, you know, uh, dance, dance. Bro, what that's right. Love. Say, Say what? what? <laughs> well, what comes back? Oh, and also, I forget. This is a, this is a song. I remember always from being in Coney Island in July, going on the roller coaster was a higher player skin tight. Oh my God, your skin tight was a thing. I heard that. I said, you know what I said to myself? When I heard that, I said, I had never heard any, I had never had a song like that before. It sounded like they were playing backwards. That, that the higher players, to me, were geniuses when I was a kid listening to that. Yeah, yeah. Right? I mean, I tell you, I mean, every every high school, every high school tuba section would play skin tight. Oh my god! At least where we were, where we came from. And the, and the thing wow. is, you know, you the thing was is that you could admire a woman's form. And talk about it like that, but not in a, in a salacious way, like a Sylvia or a Major Harris or somebody like that. You can actually just just admire. You know, like the, the you know it's like having your, putting, putting your rap to music. Yeah, it's great. I mean, you know, it wasn't salacious. It didn't sound like a bunch of old people trying to, you know, try to be sexy. It, it sounded like these guys, you know, the cool kids. You know, talking about somebody who got it, had it going on. 
Yeah. Yeah, that's cute. And it wasn't I mean, the, in my mind, it wasn't demeaning women. I, I'm not, I wasn't a girl then, of course. So you, you guys. No, I thought. I mean, I, no, I mean, the Commodores of what Brickhouse? Yeah. 36, 24. 24, 36. 36. What a, what a winning hand. Fishnet Black Patty Hose by the time. Yeah, right. And so you have a whole bunch of time and Prince music that makes right. you some that some catalog, you know? Right. Even though Purple Rain was good, but I I, mean, I like Let's Go Crazy. I love Little Red Corvette. Oh, you can have a summer song. A summer mm -hmm. Prince song is I Want to Be Your Lover. Oh, yeah, yeah, that, that was a big one. The extended, the extended version, yeah. because it seems like everything that came out during the time we were teenagers during the summer was an extended version. Yeah. There was always an extended version. There was always, and a club version. Yeah, in 1999, that was a huge one. Club version. Yeah. Oh, especially, especially when we flipped the millennium. Yeah. You couldn't go anywhere without hearing 1999. Yeah, 1999. Yeah. And I, what, 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 what me and my sister say was the international lover. We love that. <laughs> That was fun. But that's, that, but that's one of the songs maybe we just listen to laugh, you know, among ourselves listening to it. But it wasn't one that's quite, you know, out in the, you know, playing while kids were, you know, it's a family reunion. I mean, can you play that? Can you play an entire Prince album with your, your parents being there? I mean, it's kind of. Oh, no. Oh. No. No. Oh, you just sit there. Well, because Prince sang with so many double entendres, you could sit there and pretend that you didn't know what he was talking about. Uh, Lady Cab Driver? Well, no, we're not listening to Lady Cab Driver. <laughs> and, and, and the way that Prince dressed, I don't know about everybody else, but in New York, the way he dressed was a, was a gay outfit. It was a, it, it just, it was, that's the way a lot of gay men dressed in New York City. With that oh. raincoat like that and that hair mm -hmm. like that. Mm -hmm. Yep, you're right. Didn't care. Well, maybe that's the whole point to appeal to a certain audience to kick his uh, popularity up faster. I don't know in other parts of the country whether or not that was a thing, you know? Mm -hmm. I don't think it was with us that much. Well, I think Prince not managed to spell the line where uh, people would either think it was just being outrageous or it wasn't uh, overt enough to be threatening either way. Right, I agree. Also, it's kind of interesting. I know people talk about, I don't know, we said this before, the way they were, you know, when Michael Jackson died. I have no idea. 
but I will tell you, I know exactly where I was when the announcement Prince had died. I was devastated. Um, that that was just we could not believe it. I mean, that because Prince was. Why were you so devastated? Why were you so devastated by it? Because Prince was like you said, he was like really you know pushing to the extreme, and you know where people would say how black people could be, what you could sing, how you could sing it, how you could dress, whatever, that he didn't, you know? I mean, let's face it, he great R&B, great rock guitarist. He was, you know, a singer. He had great concept pieces, and he just, you know, did that thing. And it was very easy for people back then to try to pin black people down to say, you do this, you do this, you do that. But it wasn't just with Prince himself, like Prince of the Revolution was like, you know, Des Dickerson, and they had um, uh, Vanity, and um, uh, you think he exploited a lot of his female um, yeah, satellite acts, you know, like Vanity and um, Apollonia, and all those people like that. Um, I think everybody did. I don't think that it's you to point a finger and say that Prince did it. All of them did. But the only thing that he did, I think, better is that at least they got more airtime. On FaceTime than a lot of other people who didn't let those women who worked for them to have. Sheila E. Sheila E. Yeah, but he gave them all a he lot more. They think they, he took advantage of their their sexuality as opposed to their talent. I don't think so. I think it was both. But I think he also. I mean, you have to look, look at it this way. He didn't go there and put on like a business suit, and then tell them all to put on g-strings. He was just as out there as they were. More so in the issue of sexuality. So I don't think that's a fair appraisement at all. You call me rude. I wish we all would knew. I yep. wish there was no black and white. I wish I there was no rule. Yeah. I mean, he was, he, I mean, he was not having them do anything that he wasn't doing. So in that sense, no, I don't believe that it was but it's uh, different for a man than it is for a woman isn't it no i don't think so really i mean we have somebody like prince who's there wearing basically it comes down to g-strings to join us behind though and all over his yeah know, but he was considered he was considered gay in new york because like you know that's what dudes do I mean, like you know what i mean they wear a raincoat again 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 what i'm asking you why is that relevant why, why, why is that relevant? Why is that relevant? Yeah. The issue was because whether he is a guy is exploiting women, is he's out there doing exactly the same thing that he has them do. So I don't I would think it's exploitation that he didn't. Because I think people look at, at uh, back in the day people looked at the, the male gay um, performer as, you know, already out there. So it's like Okay, this dude got a G-string on, and he but, has but a, see, a trench coat because, over it. But that's because you thought he was a male gay performer, and we didn't. So we didn't yeah. have the same point of view that you did. So if you thought yeah. he was a male gay performer, and but so... I wasn't the only. It's not like I was the only one. I mean, you know, he he, he brings it up. And he says uh, he, he talks about his sexuality, how people misconstrue him as as being gay. You know. Am I straight okay. or am I gay? He said he says that. And am I black or white? Am I straight or gay? But the reality yeah. is, 
these are questions, controversies that other people have, but he knows the answer to those questions. Yeah, but you know, people who are who like his music, they're not. They just they just come out on one side or the other. Right, and the issue came out black or white with the issue that he's black. He's not white. He's a black person. So am I straight or gay? He's straight. He's not a gay person. So you know, they ask these questions. They're controversy, a way to get attention. So I mean, well, again, the black and white thing. I think isn't the black and white thing? Didn't he uh, kind of what you call that? Kind of fudged it. He did for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I guess because it was popular then to be, um, you know, so quote unquote mixed, as they say. And he and he was able to um, exploit that, you know, that's what people thought. He let them think it, and he was able to, you know, ride the cusp of that wave that you know people were on that you know felt that that was a, a way to get you know to the top of the heap. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not trying to attack Prince or, you know, trying to find a defender of them. I just, I just, you know, reflected what I thought. Well, a lot of people thought like that. I don't care either way. Well, no, but I mean, uh, I just ask a question whether or not. Well, I mean, the issue for me is like with things you care either way. You ask the question. The question for me was not about, you know, whether he is straight or whether he's gay. But the issue was whether or not he's exploiting the women that he. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't. I, when I, my position is that I don't think that he was asking them to do anything more than what he was willing to do himself, which is to put himself out there as a sexual icon, and that you know that was the brand they were selling. So I do. I don't think that, sexuality they were selling because I remember there was an interview with uh, who was it? Vanity. The yeah. Vanity. And she said she felt exploited. Yeah. But you know what? Quit. That, don't mean it, that don't mean it's true. Okay. I mean, I think that, you know, he had a certain vision for this thing that he was trying to do. And if she didn't feel that that was her vision of what, what she wanted to be, she had every right to get out of it. That's not the, the vision she had for her career. But I just think he wanted to be, you know, very cutting edge, very uh, overtly sexual, you know, bringing, you know, that type of uh, a vibe. You know? Well, I know one thing for sure. There were no Prince albums in Sonya's house. That would be a correct statement. They weren't playing that in her house. Mm -mm. He was he was the bad boy. Mm -mm. Yeah, he was no Michael Jackson. Okay. Yeah. I love Prince. I thought he was. I mean, not as a person, but as a performer. That uh, and that was my big regret. There was a big group of my high school buddies that came went to the big city of Tallahassee to see him perform. Back when the groups used to make a stop in Tallahassee on mm -hmm. purpose. And because he was the bad boy, I wasn't allowed to go. Oh no! You didn't try to. You didn't try to sneak in. Or, or, I was so to, brainwashed when I was younger. But you didn't. You didn't try to do anything bad. You, you were all good when you were. I there. was the good little girl. Really? Yep. Did you ever it, think about? It wasn't until my senior year 
where I started really starting to question. And by the time I got into college, that's none of my college friends recognize my high school friends recognized me once I went to college. Wow. You didn't you didn't you don't think about all the the things that you could have done that was bad that were like, you know, just kinda bad, you know, like staying out late or sneaking out of the house or Oh but see, things. I was always punished for things like that. So I don't, you know, the, negative the reinforcement. The secrets on you don't get caught. I don't, I don't, <laughs> make, I don't. Good don't girls get always get caught when they try to how do, do the bad caught? things. Because they don't know how to do it. They didn't learn how to do it, so they do it wrong and they get caught. I don't know how to right. do it either, but I still did it. Yeah, but you got caught. I didn't get caught. Not all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Like sticking into you know back into the into the house through the window, like you yeah. know climbing through the window, climbing out of the window, yeah, all that stuff like that. I didn't get caught all the time. Okay, I got caught a couple of times. Okay. <laughs> well, y'all, I'm looking at the time, and it's time to wrap it up. So I would say, you know, if you all had each of you your favorite list, what would be I don't know, the top three summer songs that you would have on your summer playlist. And I really hate that Nikki wasn't here because Nikki knows a lot of music and I wish she had made it this time. But um, what would be your top three? Uh, Cranston. Oh, well, Summer Madness. Um, actually, a lot of stuff. Uh, I think um, Offering and Winter in America from Gil Scott Heron and Brian Jackson. Mm and um probably something from isaac hayes you know just just pick yeah. stuff and that would be it yeah question isn't that song depressing though which one winter in america i wouldn't say depressing but it's especially with some of the stuff that's going on and what i was telling a friend of mine is just the attack on black people with all of these um educational things they're trying to do and the gerrymandering and all that kinds of stuff. Yeah. That is that is a great song though. That Gil Scott Heron is a, is a superhero man. Okay. All right. Okay. Uh Sonya, how about you? Um Michael Jackson's Rock With You. That's a good one. Um Wham's Wake Me Up Before You Go Go. And anything reggae. Okay. Right. Any reggae song? Um, I cannot remember what I used when I was the lady reggae. My favorite thing was to play what the people weren't expecting. So, like when the drunk uh, fraternity boys would call and say, "Play Marley," I'd play Ziggy Marley. Yeah. Oh God! Oh my God! Or Rita okay. Marley. Yeah. Oh okay. my God. <laughs> you know, so that. I always, that's why I said any reggae. I remember making a movie mixtape whenever I was depressed over the summer. I would put mm -hmm. it in and Harder They, is it Harder They Come? One with Robin Williams yeah. and Jimmy Cliff. Yeah. So I would play that often. So that would, that soundtrack would probably be any song from that soundtrack. That's cool. That's cool. How about you, William? This off the highway. Off the highway, William. Okay, I can't hear him, but maybe you can hear us and get to what ways he's able to get in. 
Okay, Otto, how about you? I really don't have any. I just think of the, over the stretch of several summers mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, my uh, youth having a boom box or the basketball court and having it blast, playing ball, playing ball to the music and uh, just going to the, the, the hip hop uh, breaking stuff. I just, I, I just can't choose. I really can't. I mean, there's, you know, the, the, the European stuff, like craft work. Yeah. You know, transgender Yeah. Yeah, there, there's that stuff. And then there's, you know, there's just so much. I just, I can't even rank them. I can't even put them in the list. You know, it, it's such a, you know, hard thing to do. So I, I don't, I, I fail in this regard. <laughs> hey, William, how about you? What are your top three or well, of course, you know, I, I mentioned um, Hot Fun in the Summertime, but then I was also uh, thinking about Donny Hathaway. Can you hear me? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, Donny Hathaway and uh, Roberta Flack doing Where's the Love? And Oh, my gosh, that is. Man. I mean, there's just, there's too much. And you know how I like music. I, yeah. I would have to choose my top... Six thousand. Yeah. 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 You know, talking about that. Talking about that. I remember uh, when me and my mom had to move to another location, and it was uh, I was a kid, and I and Stevie Wonder's My Sharia Moore was playing. It was during the summertime. Mm-hmm. And I just remember that. I mean, it's I like the song. It makes me sad, but it's yeah. a great song. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that also is a great song, you know, from my childhood. I remember that. Um, and I mean, as far I get to tell you another song that hits me. And we talk about that uh, Jackson Five, you know, backed up, but you know, never can say goodbye. That was a big summer song for us, you know. I remember that playing, you know, um, mm-hmm. that when I was, you know, really young. And um, now I can say, you know, all the, the stuff I remember, the, my years, especially when I was in, you know, college and, you know, break, you know your breaking away period, you know, friends and, uh, this, you know, the 80s for me, you know, that was you know, the period where, you know, all that, the 1980s, um, you know, European, Euro um, uh, music, the, oh my gosh, what is it, a uh, Soft Cell, um, Tainted Love, Tainted Love, yeah, and yeah. Don't you want me, baby? Don't you want me, baby? Yeah, all those that came out, you know, that period that were, you know, great uh, songs. What is the what's the chick saying? The things that I remember just being in the comments of Frangeli, Come to Me. Remember that? Everybody thought that she was a. That's a disco song. Yeah, remember that song? Yeah, that's I mean, a I was, cold. That's a cold disco. You have to know how to dance to, to like that song. Yeah, I like, like that. You had to, you had to, you had to dance. I mean, you got to yeah. know all the dances and the moves and where to dip your partner. Yeah, I like that song. Complicated. Oh yeah, you know what? And you think about it. Remember, the Saturday Night Fever soundtrack. Mm-hmm. You know, that was you know uh, a big one. More than a woman. Yeah. Ball headed. Ball headed. 
Yeah. 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 Uh, I remember once being at the beach. I mean, I can't remember the, what, what they were playing, but my grandfather and he had a transistor radio, and, that, and he said that it just hit my head, you know, my brain. And then there, like those uh, shorts, you know, like the, like you know, the old men on what is it, walking shorts? The mirror shorts. Yeah, you know, <laughs> and and a white uh, tank top tank T-shirt. Top. He always oh. with a, he always had a shirt on over it, and he wore a hat. My grandfather always wore a hat with glasses, always wore a hat. He'd be styling now. Yeah, I remember that. Oh my God. You just he said that I had a transistor radio, just like wow. It made me think of my um, You listen to the baseball games on it? I, you know what? I don't even know. I just I mean, it's just so much a part of him. I just remember I was here with WRBD it was the radio station in South Florida and then playing WRBD radio, you know. Did we forget the Beach Boys? We did indeed, but that was also for us, you know, they're on the perimeter because they were so much older, I guess, than we were, but we still had that, um, the Beach Boys as part of our our knowledge, you know, with summer songs, you know? Yeah. We did the song California Girls, but then David Lee Roth, we did the song when I was, I guess, in college or something, high school, college. Oh, yeah. Yeah. David Lee Roth was a wild man. Yeah, he was a wild man. You know what? I, that's a dude that I could I could have live in my dorm any day. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't. I would never graduate, but I would have fun. Yeah, David Lee Roth, Van Halen. That they they also you know a lot of associated with summer. Some of Queen's music I associate with summer. Man, we'd be here forever with all all of us here. Man, we'd be here forever. All the songs we associate with summer, but uh, but there's so much out there. So I mean, I don't think anybody can go through this season and not have. I mean, you got some of the streaming, you know, you've got your, your Pandora and Spotify, you know, YouTube everywhere with this music. I mean, you just can't there wherever whatever it is you're looking for. I'm sure you can find. You know, you know the some, problem is I find with Spotify and Pandora, even with Apple Music that a lot of the records that we grew up with they, they had extended versions you know like you know love, mm-hmm. love your baby or heaven and champagne king shame and you know several mm-hmm. of them several other songs they don't have the extended version not they only have the broadcast version like for instance you know uh, donny hathaway with brother flag mm-hmm. um uh, what's the name of the song Back together again. Back together again. They only have the, the four minute version. There's a nine minute version. That's the extended version. That, See that? Know. Yeah, I get up. Mine was um, Ashford and Simpson's Solid as a Rock. Even oh, though it's yeah. only like two notes left. I wanted to hear those last two notes because it was yeah, yeah. great harmony. The extended right. stuff. Why can't they have the extended version? Of and Janet Jackson's Miss You Much. Same thing. Oh, my goodness. Extended version. So, you know, the only way you can get an extended version is to go to YouTube. Try to get them. No, they don't Spotify. have them on YouTube all the time either. 
I've been looking I for a lot, a lot of them. Yeah, I found a lot of the stuff that I'm looking for on YouTube, extended version, like the nine-minute uh, version of songs, like uh, the Donny Hathaway, Roberta Flack song, and the other song, I Can't Get No Man. Okay, get out of the discotheque, but I believe yeah. in the book. <laughs> yeah, nine-minute nine minute version. <laughs> That's a, you know, and, you know, they're good workout songs because if you can keep your rhythm up from and you're working out for nine minutes, you're pretty good. Pretty what is well. the thing? What's the, who does who does you're a danger? Is that line? Oh, I don't know. You know the song but You're a Danger? Long. Yeah. How long is that? Oh my god, I'm gonna look. That's that's a um that's a long one. That that song was popular when I was you, in if you could get into a if you could get into a workout groove and go through that entire song without letting up, you you've done a good workout. Yeah, that's that that was a good song. Who sings you a danger? Because there's the other song, Gary Lowe. Gary Lowe, you're a danger. That's a great song. They have the extended version here. What is it on YouTube? How long is it? They say, hold on, let me see. I don't want to. I should click on it real quick. Ten minutes long. record stores that can sell you those versions anymore. And that's sad. Well, you know what I what I did when I couldn't find records that I wanted all the time and I'd have to like come down to Chicago from Green Bay or Madison, I I opened my own record store. Did you sell your record? I'm sorry. Did you sell your record? I didn't I didn't have my I I would. I bought records from distributors in Milwaukee and Chicago, and I had a genuine record store in Green Bay. Cool. Lime. That's one lime. Baby's gonna love tonight. Oh, baby, gonna love tonight. Let me see. William, you would have had steady customer if I was around. Yeah, man, you will always be in Well, that that was the whole thing. There was the only record stores that places that sold records in in Green Bay was Shopco. Yeah, Shopco and, you know, a, another store like that. And their record yeah, section was like 25 albums. You didn't have a Tower Records or anything? No, not until much much later. Wow. Mm -hmm. Okay, babe, we're gonna love tonight is six minutes and fifty five seconds. The extended version, six minutes and fifty five seconds. That song is great. That was definitely that was a big club song. Yeah, so this, I mean, now so I could be here all night and I try to put together a huge playlist. I mean, you have a playlist only, of all the only, songs you really like. Only of extended versions of songs. 
Yeah, and we played for an entire week without without repeating. You'd have all this off for a week. No repeats. All right. All right, for real this time, for real this time. And everybody uh take off everybody finished up their their uh their uh playlist. So have a wonderful remainder of your weekend. Have a wonderful, productive upcoming week. Whose birthdays did we miss? I know we missed somebody's birthday last week. I miss Milton Davis's. Milton's, yeah, Milton's. Happy uh, belated birthday. Milton, like, did you get it? Yeah, okay, we got it. Happy belated birthday. And uh, yes, we'll be back next week with more discussions from the other hood. I am tottering, teetering on the edge of doing an AI show to talk about what we think it's going to do and see what our if our predictions are correct uh next sometime like next year to see if it is taking the turn that we thought it would so we'll talk about that whether or not we want to discuss where we think ai will take us so see y'all again uh next week have a wonderful wonderful weekend talk to y'all later good night good night good night Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.